What's going on, folks? Welcome back to MST. This is episode 25. I'm here with Eric. Eric, how you doing? I'm not doing too bad. How are you doing? Not too bad. Sorry we missed last week. Um, sorry to keep you waiting. At least we didn't keep you waiting as long as the election results. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we're here. You know, last week uh, we didn't post either episodes. We had a nice little weekend off. You know, Eric's 21st. We were home. Spent time with our families. Get a little crunk. You know. Now we can start. Now we can start drinking on the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can kind of do whatever we want now. We're basically, we run this shit. <laughs> Thanks. I'm I'm the captain now. Thanks. You call me Jacob Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're back. Um, you know, sports have been. Uh, I don't know if we were here when when the Dodgers won the World Series. I don't know if that was. I don't know if we talked about that last episode or not. If that was the timeline, I think we did. It was like forever ago. I know. Um, Pretty sure we did. I don't know, but yeah, if not, the Dodgers won the World Series. Um, but we're back here. We got some news yesterday, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, I gotta go on a little. Go on a little rant here. I kept on. Oh, I want to hear this. Yeah, he has no idea what it's about. I want to hear this. So, we get the news. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And I'll talk some NBA here, even though I've been saying I don't want to talk NBA anymore. But you know, it is important news. So we get the news like yesterday, the day before, whatever it was, that the NBA will be returning. The NBA is going to come back in uh, December on the twenty second. So a couple of days before Christmas, um, a nice hype time, maybe, I, I guess you would say. Um, everybody loves like Christmas Day games and stuff, so mm-hmm. it'll be back for then. I think they did that because they get a lot of revenue on those days. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the option to bring it back in January if they wanted to um, play, a, what was it, a 60-game season? Yeah, something and like that. Ended in July, and ended the playoffs in August, but we went with the – or the NBA went with the – 72 game route starts in on December 22nd and the playoffs end in July like they normally do um, to maybe get back on schedule for the 2022 season, which is kind of weird to say <laughs> yeah. so far down the line. But anyways, so we've had some uh, people reacting. One man in particular, you know, the guy who just won the championship, LeBron James. I mean... I just just listen here, Eric. I just I just want you to listen, and uh, you can say your piece after if you'd like. <laughs> I got a little bone to pick with Mr. James here. Um, so LeBron comes out uh, before the news even released that there was going to be this season played, but there, the rumor was that they would do a, a December a season that starts in December, seventy two games all the way to July. So LeBron comes out and he says before they announce what they're going to do for the season, he goes. If we start playing in December again, I'm going to cherry-pick the whole first half of the season. So here's a couple points I want to make here with LeBron James. LeBron, you will never hear this, but I wish you did. Because that is a very arrogant thing to say, in my opinion. Um, so LeBron, we all know he comes off a championship great. You know, he's he's an NBA champion again. He gets his fourth ring. Feels like it's been a while, um, but he, he's back. Um and he gets his fourth ring with AD. Here's the thing, LeBron. What I don't get is he's basically saying he wants to cherry pick. So we talk about LeBron James. Like, what are, if you had to pick two things about his career that 
make his career significant compared to other players, what would you say they would be, Eric? That make his career that makes his career different. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think he's taken some pretty shitty teams to the finals. Um, That's not, well, not not in that term. Like I would oh. say, I mean, just like attributes. Oh, uh, I would. I mean, his passing ability. And okay, well, also not what I was aiming for. What I was aiming oh, for okay. was his legacy. Pretty much relies on longevity and durability. Oh, Tell me, like, I'm I didn't. I didn't yeah. know you were going to like. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But that's basically what everybody gives LeBron James credit for. Yeah, he's always healthy, and he's played seventeen over 17 years now. It's going to be 18. So he comes out and has the – I don't know who's yelling in the background down your yeah, hall. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he has the, uh, the audacity to come. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Somebody's getting mad over there. Um, he's got the audacity to come out and say that if he, if they play and they start in December, he's going to cherry pick the whole first half of the season. So LeBron James, whose legacy relies on durability, longevity, is going to cherry pick the whole first half of the season because he's upset that they'll be playing so soon again. What I don't get here is one cherry picking for anybody who watches basketball is like the most disrespectful thing you can do in the whole game aside from cheating, I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's common analysis for basketball fans. Like when you play, two, when we play 2K, Eric, if somebody's cherry picking, like yeah, fuck like you, God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. So LeBron says he's gonna cherry pick. Here's the thing, I don't get LeBron. You just when we look at the normal NBA season when it's in full swing, we look back the last couple of years. The season usually ends in July and starts back up in October, right? So LeBron here, um, the season this year ended in. About, I would say, what, a month, month and a half ago now, I feel mm-hmm. like? Yeah. Okay, so it's been about a month, month and a half since the season ended. Um, and now we have, we're moving on to the next season in December. So in the typical year, you have July to October for your NBA offseason, which is roughly two and a half, three months. Um, what I don't get here is, this is like the same duration, pretty much. It's going to yeah, be like two and a that. half, three months in between seasons. Yep. And the thing that makes it even worse is that they had a stretch from, what, March to when did the season come, the league come back? March to August or something? July, August? Yeah, I would, yeah, something like so that. So they had a basically like a two, three-month stretch when they completely stopped playing games. So you've already had a three-month offseason. He wants another three-month offseason after playing for only three months. Um, I don't know where he's coming from with that. I don't know if he even thought about that, honestly, because he might have just come out and said it to the media because, you know, he has the power to, like, change things, I guess. But what that's so that's what throws me off first is he, he has, like, the same amount of time off. Um, number two... He played last season. I guess you could say the whole Lakers team played last season for Kobe, right? Yeah. I would so say. you play last season for Kobe. You win the championship. You think a guy like Kobe would say something like that? Yeah. I think. I think when LeBron had just like some, I, I guess like his legacy was already great, but like basically cemented his legacy. You know, winning three titles, three different pl- or four titles, three different places. You basically cement your legacy right there as like one of the top like two players of all time. Um, 
but you, like you like immediately, with, oh not immediately, but a month after you win the championship, you come out and say something like that, where you basically just say like you don't want to play basketball because you're gonna have the same off season you normally have. You're coming off a of time. Yes, the playoffs were rigorous, but they always are. In the playoffs, you're playing every other day, anyways. Yeah. And think about the bubble, dude. The bubble teams were playing like every four days, four or five days. So, what I don't get is, you know, you play that that season for Kobe, and you come out and say that when a guy like Kobe and Jordan um, would be guys that are like, let's go, let's run it back, let me get another I, ring. I honestly think it was mostly a joke, to be honest with you. I don't but, think it, I don't think it was. I mean, I think it was in the sense that you know he wouldn't actually cherry pick. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's it was just a sign to say why why are we bringing the season back so soon? I think. What what throws me off a little bit is like well first like I think it was a joke but even if it wasn't like let's look at this timeline they're playing they're playing seventy two games in ten about games. a six month stretch they're playing six yeah. or seven month stretch they're playing ten games less than they would in a typical NBA season yeah. They're going to so, be playing two to three games a week, which is basically what the normal yeah, NBA it's, schedule is. It's literally, it, it's the NBA season, 10 games less, but you're going to be playing this, like the same amount with days in between. It's See, not going to be any different. Yeah, that's the thing. If I'm LeBron, I want to get back out there and win my fifth ring. If he wins five, bro, you can easily make an argument. That, you could probably make an argument that he's the GOAT now. But I think if he wins five, like people, a lot of people would consider him the goat. If mm-hmm. I'm him, I want to get back out there as soon as I can, run it back with my team. Don't give any of these other teams in the off season a chance to you know develop chemistry when your team already has a shit ton of chemistry. Um, get back out there and go win your fifth championship. Have a shot at it. Yeah. And then the other thing is, how does that does not even amongst. I mean, LeBron haters would hate it, and LeBron fans probably would even hate him saying that because they look at him as a guy that wants to play. He loves basketball, and then he comes out says something like that. You talk about his fans in Ohio, a working-class city. Dude, you're getting paid upwards of $40 million alone in salary a year to play basketball. Yeah, just in salary. Meanwhile, you got people working 9 to 5 every day, Monday through Friday, probably working overtime on Saturday to make ends meet for 30 to 40 K a year. And you're making 30 to 40 million a year to play basketball. Nobody, no working class person gets three months off. Unless you're a teacher. Yeah. But then they're usually working summer jobs. Yeah. Like you just gotta, come on, man. I mean, even if it was a joke, I don't know if it was a joke or not. I think it was more of just a statement to show that he doesn't want to play yet and he wants the season to be held off a little longer. So he's not going to cherry like I said he's not going to be a, he's not going to cherry pick if they do play. He wouldn't do that. But the statement in itself is just off-putting. Um I feel like there's so many things wrong with that statement. Yeah. And to come from like the best player in the game. Like dude you're getting paid, like, let's be real, $40 million a year, just your salary, not including your endorsements to play basketball. If you don't want to play, retire. Yeah. Honestly. End on a high note. 
I wanted to bring up this point about the NBA. <clears throat> the NBA draft is in 12 days. November 18th. That gives rookies about one month to get ready for the NBA season. Mm-hmm. You think that this will help the NBA in ter- with this draft class? Do you think it's going to help development, or do you think it's going to hurt it? Um, consider, I mean, there probably will be, I don't know if they're going to have a, some sort of preseason there. I mean, there's obviously going to be no like summer league or anything. There's not enough time. Like the league starts exactly, in like a month yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have like rookie camps to change that or, but either way, it's not going to be the same effect the summer league gives you. Exactly. Um, it's going to be harder for teams to evaluate the players they drafted and the players they signed. Um, the rookies they signed and the like undrafted guys, it'll be harder for them to get a good standing of like where they fit in. Um, so I think the first couple months of the NBA season are going to be a real test, a lot, especially for a lot of these rookies. Um, not having that traditional NBA experience, like where you get drafted, you have plenty of time to work out with your teammates. You can do the you can do the summer league and all that. So you're going to yeah. get drafted. You're going to have about a month until. The season starts, so I just I I honestly don't think, in my opinion, I don't think this draft class is that good. I don't either. I think there's you know maybe top five, six, seven, eight guys are okay. Um, I think Lombello's good. I think I I think Anthony Edwards is good, but I think he's gonna be a bust. I don't know what it is. I think he's talented. And I don't know why I have this feeling because I don't really watch him play that often. I think it's just something about him makes me think he's going to be a bust. I think I think teams are going to, like, especially teams later on in the draft, um, like, you know, the later picks, I think teams are going to start – they usually go and take flyers on guys overseas. Um, they take flyers on younger guys that, that need time to develop. I honestly don't see that happening this year. I see teams that are, like – close to contending, they're going to go out and get those three, four-year college players. and Yeah, guys that can of, play off the jump. <clears throat> yep. Because you're not going to have – that's you're not going to have that summer league. But you – a lot of the things are you have those three or four-year guys that come in, and you, they're not really – they don't seem very effective yeah. off the jump. But in the long run of the season, they get – I think those guys get better faster than the young guys. Yep. I mean, without the exceptional, or the exception of, like, just these freaks, like, guys like Zion, who's just exactly. already pretty good. Um, but, like, you look at guys like uh, Malcolm Brogdon, came in as a four-year player, um, and then he wins Rookie of the Year. I mean, what it was a weak Rookie of the Year um, campaign. Um, Embiid was up for it that year because he had been injured two years in a row, and then but he only played 29 games, so they gave it to Brogdon. Um, but, you know, a guy that averages 10-5-4 and four in his rookie year is no slouch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right about that. A lot of teams are going to be looking for those guys that are game-ready, and it happens to be those three, uh, third or four-year guys that in college that, you know, come in and be effective right away. doesn't take that much time to get adjusted to the NBA schedule. They're more mature. Um, they're more willing to, they're already like, I feel like they're kind of adapted to the lifestyle 
of the NBA, especially when it comes into a bubble circumstance. You take an 18 or 19 year old and put him in a bubble. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even even know what happens there. Um, So I I think you're, you're definitely right about that. Like the thing about this draft is I think there's good players in it. I just don't think there's, it's one of those drafts where I don't think there's a concise enough, like number one and number two pick to where it's to the point where anybody is so elite that like they're going to jump out. Like Lamelo could be really good. Anthony Edwards could be really good. James Wiseman could be good, but there's a lot of question marks around a guy like James Wiseman. Didn't play college. Played in whatever that developmental league is. Um, He was supposed to play in college, but got in trouble with Memphis. Guys like Obi Toppin, who are kind of like that second tier of players. Yeah, I was going to mention him. He's been there for, what, two years, I think? Yeah, he went to, uh, what, Dayton, right? Yeah. Yeah. So... We'll see. Um, like you, I, I don't think we'll see. We'll see teams taking the best players within the first, you know, five to ten picks, no matter their age. But once you get to that middle of the round mark, you're going to see a lot of older guys taken. Yeah, uh, a lot more game ready guys. And one more thing, Gordon Hayward wants out of Boston. Yeah, I guess I all know. of the friggin' Celtics. Fanboys. No, don't trade Gordon. Well, guess what? He wants fucking out. Good. Leave. Yeah, you're like you cutting in, cutting out, dog. You should have seen the grin on my face when he, when I saw that report. I bet you loved it. Oh, yeah, because the friggin' fanboys, I cannot stand them. I can not stand them. I mean... If you have I like the Gordon. chance, I, I like Gordon. Um, I just don't think it's the right fit right now, and I think it he doesn't good, fit the I mean, timeline either. Yeah, I just don't think it's a good yeah. Considering you have Jalen and Tatum, yeah. So it's just like it. It was a good attempt at something, but there's just too much ball dominance on that team. I feel like where. A guy like a playmaker like Hayward, I guess it would be considered what he does best now. Yep. Just doesn't really fit in. It's just, if you have the chance the size. To, to trade a guy like him. You got too many guys that are the same size. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Too many, yeah. Um, if you have a chance to trade a guy like him who's, you know, 30, 31 years old, can, I mean, he's taking up a lot of our cap space right now if you have a chance to trade a guy like that for uh maybe a first round pick and and maybe a a solid uh you know either role player or like a a big man or something dude you should take that like people saying that that you're crazy for the celtics not wanting to like keep gordon hayward and like love him to death so he stays like that's ridiculous no if you have the chance to trade that you trade that because obviously it hasn't worked yeah. Um, like I said, I'm a Gordon Hayward fan. I've been a Gordon Hayward fan since he was on the Jazz. Um, I just think, like I said, not a good fit right now, especially with the development of those younger guys. Really, and they're those two guys really stepping into this the spotlight. Um, I just think Hayward, he's good. I don't think he's a bad player. Like a, a 
I think he well, he's obviously not the thirty-two million dollar player that everybody I don't think everybody thinks he is anyways. I I think at the time of his contract, yes, you got him to be a scoring option, and that's what made him worth it because he was a very efficient scorer. Um and then that injury happens, and then he becomes more of a playmaker. His game kind of changes. And in the NBA today, you just don't pay $32 million a year to, guy that, to guys that are playmakers like that. Yep. And it's not like he's an elite-level playmaker like Chris Paul or somebody along that lines where they deserve to make $30 million based on just their playmaking and scoring ability. Um, he's a guy that is a good playmaker and a solid scorer and a okay Slightly above average rebounder, I'd say. Um, but you don't pay guys that much to be a playmaker, especially on a ball dominant team. So maybe he's worth thirty two million dollars to somewhere somebody else where he can be a second or third option. But I don't think in Boston he's worth thirty two million dollars. If I'm the Atlanta Hawks, I'm calling for him. That would be a good fit, considering we didn't see the development you didn't want to see out of Reddish or. Um, What's his name? DeAndre Hunter? Yeah. They could use a veteran wing like him. That would fit in very well. And he Trae could be John Collins. He could be that second second or third scoring yep. option. Yeah, definitely. I, I if I'm Atlanta, I'm calling, but um I honestly I think they're just trying to build a young core, but um, Yeah. It's good to build a young core, but I think honestly Atlanta's one of those teams that could like surprise people, especially, you know, in their Trey Young's like third year and John Collins in his fourth or fifth year, whatever it is. Um, a lot of people like underrate John Collins heavily. Yeah. I mean, he's lackadaisical on the defensive side, but he's a very effective offensive minded four. And they just went out and got Clint Capella at the day. And they have league. Clint Capella, who's a really good rebounder. And if you add, if you get like Trey Young, you get a guy like Hayward, and Trey Young can play off ball when and you let Hayward bring the ball up sometimes. Like Trey Young's a great playmaker. But if you have, if you give him opportunities where he can play off ball and on ball, then he, I think he becomes an even better player. Yeah, and I feel like a, a, especially a veteran too, a guy who's played what eight years, eight nine years in the league now. You're gonna, it's gonna be, it would be effective for them. I don't know who the Celtics would get in return. Um, I don't really. Do I'm they still really have? Sure. Uh, like, is Deadman still on that team? Um, I don't think so. No, he's not. Well, I know. Either way, I don't know if it will work out both ways unless they get like a first round pick or something. But I'm pretty sure the Hawks, yeah, the Hawks have a pretty high pick, so they probably wouldn't give up that pick for Hayward. I mean, you could hopefully like. Or you could actually. I think Dwayne Deadman is still. He might be on the team still, actually. You could get like a package deal where you can get Deadman, and then you could get like Cam Reddish to come off your bench or something for the Celtics. Yeah, and another guy that just likes like just a score, um, or a guy like Kevin Werder to come off the bench. You can just shoot. Yeah, true. I don't know if they would get rid of Herder, but they like him a lot. Yeah, he's a big piece of their core. It's like that. It's um, it's like their uh, their um. Whatchamacallit, of the, the Heat, the kid on the Heat. What's his name? Duncan Robinson. Yeah, it's like they're Duncan Robinson. Why? Because they're both white and they can shoot nice. <laughs> 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 um, but, anyways, 
I'm, I'm sure something will happen with Gordon where he probably goes to the place where he'll fit in and we'll hopefully get something in return. I mean, Danny's good GM. He'll make some, I feel like he'll make something happen where it becomes worth it for both sides. Yeah. Um, I hope the best for Gordon. I mean, he's obviously been unlucky with his injuries. He, it's a lot of freak accidents, not really a lot of like consistent similar injuries, which kind of sucks. Those are like the worst kind. That's like the kind of shit that ends people's careers early. Like you can get a torn ACL, but it's like except for D Rose, I guess people come back stronger from a torn ACL. Yeah. Um, but then you have a guy that you know snaps his leg, has ankle uh, an ankle injury, a fucking shoulder injury. <laughs> it's just a lot yeah, of different things. things. Yeah. And that's kind of what sucks, because um, you had a guy that was border like a perennial all star, and developing into one too. Then this is the prime of his career. Um, so whatever happens, just hope the best for him. Uh, hope the best for the Celtics. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, we can talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, yeah. the MLB and the NHL are kind of slow right now. Not going to lie. Kind of dead. Yeah. There's not really anything going on. Um, so yeah, we can talk a little, um, NFL. Let me pop up with the schedule for this week. We'll do our little weekly analysis. Aaron Rodgers was on fire last night. Last night, Aaron Rodgers looked great. Uh, Devontae Adams looked like the best receiver in the league yep. at points last night. He was just catching everything. It felt like anything he – like any route he ran, he's a great route runner, probably one of the best in the game. Um, he's one of them for sure. Uh, any route he ran, any – like he was just catching everything, like – he it literally looked like he could do whatever he wanted last night. Um, the 49ers, it, that was just it's tough. The 49ers it, are in they're the in a situation. bad spot. Um, going forward, like Jimmy, he's a very injury riddled guy. Kind of sucks. They're saying that he might have played his last game as a 49er. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't say the. I don't think they would. If he comes back and plays the end of the season. I think, I think he'll stick around because I think him and Shanahan get along really well. Yeah, and I think he's a good system quarterback for that system. You gave up a lot, or like we didn't really give up a lot for him. Actually, I should say exactly. You gave up but, what second second round pick was it? Yeah, but you kind of threw. Yeah, it was just a second round pick. You kind of threw your future at this guy. Like, not really, but yeah. kind of. But, like, you know, you get – I wouldn't say – he obviously wasn't the driving force, but he's gone to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, obviously his playoff run was very – that he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't really pass the ball. It was like they just kept running the ball and running the ball, but it was working. Um, but we, they call him check down Jimmy for a reason. Um little five, ten-yard passes. I mean, that's basically what Tom Brady's career was, except when Randy Moss was around. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if he can just find a way to stay healthy, I think he's – there's times when fans get really mad at him or they're really happy with him because he'll have a pretty poor game and then he'll come out with the next game and throw, you know, 300 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, and at like a 70 completion percentage. Would you rather um, would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff right now? Um, 
I feel like they're on the same. I would just say, I would say Goff because he's healthy. If that's the one yeah. thing, Goff yeah. hasn't really had any injuries, so um, I don't think Jared Goff's all that great. I think he he's another guy that just shows flashes, bad games, and he has a good game. It's just the consistency with these these quarterbacks that are in their middle aged, middle twenties that aren't like elite guys off the jump like Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, who yeah. honestly Lamar Jackson's overrated. I'm gonna say it again. I agree. Um, still, like I feel like his throwing has regressed <clears throat> since last year. I want to talk about that actually. The last I don't know if you watched the Steelers Ravens game last week. The last drive of that game Ugly. when. Oh, oh my God! They didn't throw the ball one time. The until whole drive, very end, until he threw it to Willie Sneed and absolutely got actually. Willie Sneed I'm sorry, murdered. It wasn't the very. It wasn't the very last drive. It was the second to last drive, and then Lamar Jackson fumbled on the second to last drive, and then they had a defensive stop, and then they got the ball back with like 50 seconds left, and they start trying to air it down the field, but. The second to last drive, dude, they ran the ball, I think it was six times. Lamar, they're on like the five yard line. Lamar Jackson drops back for like a like they were running slants or something. I don't know if it was a design quarterback run or if he just took it himself, but he decides to run it, of course, because he has no faith in his arm because he's a running back. And he runs and fumbles and he gets hit and fumbles. And dude, I've <laughs> never like, seen Sounds like Cam Newton. It is a little bit, but at least Cam Newton will throw the ball once in a while. Dude, Lamar, the whole second last drive, did not throw the ball one time. They ran the ball every play. It is That is terrible. That's terrible. No faith yeah. in his arm. Um, Overrated. Not only that, the whole last drive, everybody was – the commentators, everybody, obviously, like they're going to dick ride him. He's a former MVP. Um, the last throw of the game to Willie Sneed, the commentators were saying that was a good throw, dude. They made he made Willie Sneed go up like two feet into the air, try and catch the game winning touchdown in the end zone with in the fucking middle of a Bermuda Triangle. Like, there's three guys around him. That's not a good throw. He's got to check his options. And he's, not, he's he's not a good he's not a great quarterback like they make him. He's a decent quarterback. And he's a good running back. Great running yeah. back. <laughs> running back. Um, but he's so, again, now that teams have had the chance to really analyze his game, he's kind of taken a step back from last year. Yeah. Because last year was a very surprise factor. You know, his rookie year was eh. And then he comes out, plays well, throws the ball pretty well. Like, throws the ball well last year. And then teams have the chance to figure him out, and they come out and – you know, I don't know. Um, if, I, I I don't know if you remember Colin Kaepernick, but remember his first season as as a quarterback, and uh, he like just yeah. blew everyone away, and yeah. then his and then he got started, shit on, and then he yeah, and then he just wasn't good. People started just figuring him out. Similar. Um. Yeah, that was rough. Um, but yeah. So we'll move on. Um, like we said, Packers played uh, really good yesterday. Even with uh, Jari Alexander going out early in the game. Yeah, I saw that. That's tough. Tough loss for them um, going forward. Hopefully, I mean, it's just concussion, so he'll probably, if he, anything, he'll miss a week. Um, but we'll move on. One o'clock games on Sunday. We got Texans-Jaguars. Um, 
Texans should win. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguars are just bad, but you never know. They also don't have Minshew either this week, so. Yeah. Um, take yes, Texans. Texans. Texans to lose. Um, Giants, Washington. God, man. Come on. <laughs> the shit bowl. I don't even know. Don't really care. I'm I'm t- I'm gonna take Washington on this. I'm gonna take uh the Giants because of what they did to the Bucks last week. Um, Ravens Colts. I'm taking this Colts. Be, I think this is close. I'm taking the Colts as well. I think their defense is just elite. Ravens are favored to win. Um, I'm taking Colts. Me too. Then we have. Lions, Vikings. If the Vikings play like they did last week. Yeah, I don't think they will, though. They're not consistent enough. Um, I just... Well, actually, Matt Stafford's going to be out this week. Is he? Oh, yeah, he is out. COVID. Yeah. So, I'm going to take Vikings on this. (laughs) And they have Dalvin Cook, who they just give the ball 50 times a game. So Yeah. Um, Bears-Titans. This is, should be a good game, yeah, but I'm going Titans. Game. Yeah, I would take Titans too. They gotta I don't, get back to their mojo. I think uh, it's that getting to that point in the year where like Nick Foles is just going to be average. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're talking about going back to Mr. Bisky, which they should. Yeah, they I left them for a reason. Yeah, strange man. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Titans. So you know, Panthers Chiefs. I think this will be a better game than people think. I feel like the Panthers are. We've said it like every week now. The Panthers are just that team that could probably win any week. They yeah. could upset the best teams, and then they can lose to the worst teams. So that's kind of the team they are. Um, CMC. I don't think he'll be back this week. Probably next week. Uh, they're saying there's a chance that he's back this week. If they want really want to win, I think he'll come back. Yeah. They're um, in the playoff hunt, so I could see. But with back. Mike Davis playing very well, I could see them just you know making sure that McCaffrey's completely one hundred percent. True. Um, but we'll see <clears throat> if McCaffrey plays. Uh, actually, I can't pick on this game. Um, yeah, that's I'd probably game. say Chiefs. The Chiefs are good. Yeah. Um, but I would wouldn't count the Panthers out. Um, Seahawks Bills. This should be another good game. Um, Josh Allen needs to bounce back this week. He's had a rough stretch. Um, the Seahawks, I wouldn't Seahawks say they're isn't that good. They're, so. they're not good. So if Josh Allen can get it going, I'll take the Bills in this. Yeah. Considering they're secondary too. So, um, Broncos Falcons, another one of those games that's a toss up, honestly. Um, could go either way. We know the Falcons have that explosive offense, and the Broncos are just one of those teams, like the Panthers, that could beat the best team and lose to the worst. So You know what I'm surprised about is the fact that the Broncos didn't trade Philip Lindsay at the deadline. I mean, it helps, I guess, that... Uh, I don't... Melbourne. Yeah, I don't know why. I feel like they hate him. I know. And I don't know why, because he's very effective. He is. He's good. He's quick. He's powerful. He's small. Like, he's got a nice throw. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. That would be a guy I like to see on the Pats. But yeah, me too. He'd probably get him cheap too for like a probably trade him for a six rounder. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what they don't see in him. Because he's when like Gordon an Danny Woodhead. 
Kind when of. Gordon, I think he's better than Danny Woodhead. I I would say Danny Woodhead's a better. He was a better out of the backfield catching the ball, but yeah. dude, he's a better runner. And I don't think it's close. Like the dude rushed for a thousand yards his rookie year. Yeah, he is good. And they don't even use him like. I know, rarely. They, like, they just think Melvin Gordon's it. I mean, Melvin Gordon's good. Don't get me wrong, but like the second Melvin Gordon comes back, they're just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know about this game. I probably I want to go with Falcons because I think they should just they just gotta win, man. Like their <laughs> offense is just like poor. Like I don't know what it is. Matt Ryan gets so unlucky. Yeah, he defense. Does. The defense just loves blowing leads. Like, you expect the guy to go out, put up 35 points, and then you're up by, like, say, two, three touchdowns, and then your defense collapses, and you just expect them to keep putting up points. Like, what do you want them to do? They got to win. They have to put up, like, 49 points a week. Oh, it's insane. Like, But Julio Jones is back back to his thing, so. Send Matty Ice to New England. Facts. I'll take him. And a package deal with Julio. Thank you. (laughs) Facts. They want to get rid of Julio, too. Yeah, I know. We'll give you Cam. That way you don't slouch for a year. You can take Cam Newton and Nikhil Harry combo, and we'll take the Julio Jones <laughs> and Matt Ryan. I don't even. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take Matt Ryan and Russell Gage. Yeah, shit. Russell Gage would be the best receiver on our team right now. <laughs> <laughs> he would. That's the sad thing. He is literally even on paper he would be. I mean, they're not going to get rid of Calvin Ridley. He's the no. future of that position on that team. But like, hey. If there's a package that'll get us Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, I'm all for it. <laughs> or even Matt Ryan and Russell Gage. Or even just Julio Jones or Russell Gage. I'll take Russell Gage. <laughs> <laughs> nope, instead we get Demir Bird. We got Dante Moncrief, who's way past and, uh, his years. And uh, Isaiah Ford. Yeah, yeah Isaiah Dante Moncrief, who is supposed to be a stud. And he just, eh. <laughs> Another average receiver. Isaiah Ford, nice. nice. I don't even like. I don't even want to talk about Isaiah Ford. I don't even know who the fuck that is. He's a bum. Um, just our our thing though. No name guys. Um, Raiders Chargers. I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Me too. I like the should Raiders be a, good, a lot. Should be a good game. If I had to pick a second favorite team in the league, I might pick the Raiders. I, like I would them. definitely pick the Raiders. I love. I like everybody on their team. Yeah. I like Derek Carr. I think he's very underrated. I like Josh Jacobs. He's probably one of my favorite backs. In the I like John Gruden. I really like Darren Waller. I'm not a huge Gruden fan, but, you know, I like his, his energy. Yeah. Um, Henry Ruggs I like. I like uh, Jonathan Abrams on the defensive side of the ball. I like Max Crosby. Um, Max Crosby's a ghost, but I love him. But, uh, yeah, so – then we go – so I'm taking Raiders on that. It yep. should be a good game, though. Uh, Herbert's been playing really well. Hopefully he keeps it up. He's proven, I think, that he's the best quarterback in this draft so far, and that's kind of something me and you thought about at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, it's either him or, or, or uh, Joe. Um, Joe Burrow. But, I mean, Joe Burrow's been playing well. Don't get me Joe wrong. Joe Burrow, but... he, yeah, he, th- he just plays in Cincy, man. Yep. <laughs> that's what it is. Kind of tough for him, but – I, I think Herbert got the luck of the draw in this draft. He came to a better team. Um, so I'm taking Raiders. Uh, Dolphins, Cardinals. I'm taking Cardinals, dude. They need to bounce back. They need to get back in there. They do. But I like a, Dolphins are just <laughs> – I don't know what it is about nice. them. 
yeah, they're low key solid. Like they were did the uh, probabilities of teams making the playoffs in the um, for this week coming into this week, and it said the Dolphins were like fifty one percent chance to make the playoffs. They were like the twelfth or thirteenth team on there. <laughs> it's like what? Um, but I think the Cardinals are just better, so yeah, they need to win. Um, Steelers, Cowboys. This is Steelers. I'm sorry, Ben Denucci just can't ben, just can't yeah. do it, man. Poor, poor Denucci. Um, then we have Saints, Bucks. This should be another good game, but I'm going Bucks. Um, yeah, especially if Michael oh, Thomas doesn't play. Antonio and, Brown's playing. Um, I don't know if Emmanuel Sanders will be playing either, so. They won't have the weapons. Um, so, Bucks. And then we move to our Monday night prime. Oh, the primetime game. Our New England <laughs> Patriots versus the New York Jets. And if the Patriots lose here, I'm declaring them the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, me too. This, if is, this game is even close. If this game we is even close. Like, if we don't win by, like, at least two touchdowns, I'm disappointed. Dude, if I'm Cam Newton... At this point, buddy, you got nothing to lose, okay? Yeah. You, you haven't done really much, okay? I know you don't got anything around you. You, you got nothing. I know. It's like you got a fucking you're – pulling, you're pulling guys off the street to come play you for got you. Like, you but, got like a – like if I'm looking at Cam Newton's weapons, I'm looking at like a, a watch, a cactus, and like a bottle of juice. <laughs> it's like you got the Italian bakery – Baker guy from fucking Vin- Vincent's <laughs> Vincent's Boston Bakery. You got fucking, you got like the guy that sits on the corner of Fenway, of on on fucking wherever, and then you get some kid from Charlestown, Mass, playing playing a wide receiver for you, and it's you're running all mass, all mass boys, all homegrown. That's how we do it in New England. <laughs> Thanks. And your running backs, your running backs just came from the fucking I don't even know where. God, God, God knows where they come from. So Cam Newton's got nothing to lose here. If he, if I'm him, fucking Merrimack Valley. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Sony Michelle's sat the bench for the last five weeks. And Damian Harris actually looks okay. Damian Harris. Nah, we're not going to run him. (laughs) Nope. Nope. We're going to, we're going to run James white up the middle on third and 27. And we're going to get a, try and get a first down with James white. You know what's sad? Uh, I, I sent this to our chat with me, you, and Justin. Cam Newton, uh, well, Patriots quarterbacks have three passing touchdowns and 11 picks on the year. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and then Sam Darnold, or Jets quarterbacks, have four and seven. So the Pats have are actually worse off in the quarterback situation than the Jets, which is really sad because a lot of people consider Sam Darnold like the worst quarterback in the But NFL. let's be honest. Besides Daniel Jones, bro. I don't want to talk. I don't want to compare because in terms of weapons because the Jets Dude, really don't have anything. But Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Jets don't Jamison, have anything either. Jamison, Jamison Crowder's, Crowder's okay. But he's, he's not an, okay, he's not a number one receiver. He's better than any of the receivers we have on our team right now. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say he's playing better because he's like the only person that does anything on that offense. Yeah. They just good for anybody who leaves the Jets. <laughs> what's his what's his name left last week? Um Le'Veon? He got no, somebody got traded. Um 
Oh yeah, yeah. Player. Avery Williamson. The Avery Williamson got traded, so good for him. Yep, he went Where to the Steelers. To? Yeah, he went from like zero and whatever to zero and seven. He went from zero I mean, and seven to seven and zero or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> good for him. Um, yeah, this is this is like the week for the Pats to actually like you know put something together. Maybe make us not feel like shit. Give us, give us fans something to cheer for. Who are you throwing um, the ball to if you're Cam Newton? Like, who's the one guy that you're just gonna constantly look at? Uh nobody. But uh, I'm looking at Jacoby Myers. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna day. say Jacoby Myers has been the guy for Cam Newton these last few weeks. That's so sad, dude. That's so sad. It's it's so ugly. Jacoby fucking Myers. That man. Other than the also, Jets, that man is a third-string receiver. The fact that we have no tight end. <laughs> we drafted two. We don't use them. Uh, Ryan Izzo luckily, from Boston College. Pretty much, I wouldn't say our defense is – it's not as good as last year, obviously. Um, but it's good enough that it's been keeping us in games for the most part. You can't really ask our defense to do much – when they go on the field, we turn the ball over, and then they come back on the field 25 seconds later. Or we get three and out. Remember a couple weeks ago when we lost to the Broncos? Was it the Broncos? We didn't let up a touchdown. We lost. <laughs> yep. We gave up 18 points off field goals. But... Um, so the defense, I mean, keep doing your thing for the most part. Other than the running game, uh, we've been having trouble stopping that, honestly. Um, and the big plays, man. We get killed by big plays. I don't know what it is. But, like I said, uh, yeah, we'll end it up right here. Hopefully the Pats can put something together this week. Um, yeah. LeBron James, I hope you're listening. Newton, I hope you're listening. Facts. We love That's you. That's gonna do it. No, we don't. Never mind. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> tune in to, uh, Sound up on Sunday. We'll have something for you. We'll have a special guest. Um, very special guest. <laughs> I think the Celt- I, I think the Boston. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox just agreed to bring back Alex Cora. By the way, I think. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I think the Red Sox just agreed to sign our special guest on Sunday. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, lit. <laughs> yep. So we'll we'll see you on Sunday. Ago, Alex Cora. Back in Boston. That's what I like to hear. Thanks. See you on Sunday. See you.